0: I've seen a few things happening so so first marketers are doubling down on areas where they are getting the most profitable new business so they're not completely turning off every you know turning off the ignition to, to new business but really just focusing in on the channels that that work
1: Welcome to the marketing report a podcast created for and by marketing professionals who seek to better understand their consumers and design unique, personalized experiences that stand out in today's market. In each episode, hosts from Verisk Marketing Solutions connect you to industry thought leaders, practitioners, and experts focused on improving B2C experiences through powerful data-driven insights, It's about how we connect with our consumers and where we can partner together to do it better. This is The Marketing Report.
2: Welcome, everybody, to The Marketing Report podcast. I'm Tim Finnegan, and I lead the product marketing role at Verisk Marketing Solutions. And, like I say, the beginning of every podcast— my objective is to bring thought leaders and subject matter experts to this podcast so they can relay their industry expertise and their marketing expertise and give us some tidbits and some ideas on how we can better do our job. Unfortunately, my next guest has none of that. Actually, the opposite. Jeff Petrowski, we go way back. He is actually the vice president, industry market leader at Veris Marketing Solutions. Welcome to the podcast, Jeff.
0: Yeah. Thanks, Tim. That might be the worst introduction I've ever gotten, but I really appreciate it. As you said, yeah, I, I head up our insurance category, specifically commercial efforts and go-to-market strategy for our marketing solutions business unit. So that's inclusive of auto, homeowners, life, health, anything with the insurance moniker attached to it, I'm typically involved with. Thanks, Jeff. So I think we, we should make everyone aware uh, Jeff and I,
2: he calls us frenemies. I don't even know where the friend part came. I just think we're, we're coworkers is really mm-hmm. what this is all about.
0: Yeah, at most.
2: I think last time we were together in person was the VIA conference that Varus Marketing Solutions puts on for thought leaders once a year, and it's going to be this September in Chicago. But we were on stage together introducing, we had a great dais that day. I had, I think I interviewed people from Snowflake, AWS, Nielsen, who, you had some great people up there too, didn't you?
0: Yeah, we had a number of different brands across insurance but also mortgage lending, banking. Uh to your point, it was a phenomenal day and I dare I say we're investing further and I think that this year's is going to be even better than last year's, so I'm pretty excited for it.
2: Yes, this, so if anybody's interested, please reach out to me. It's in Chicago this year. It's in September. So there's not only going to be great people speaking, but there's going to, it's going to be a great event. Like if anybody in from the Chicago area is like, there's this restaurant called ABBA. It's got this great rooftop overlooks overlooks downtown Chicago. It'd be great. But speaking of VIA, Jeff, what, yeah. and I want to get right into the sort of your insurance expertise. Since VIA last year, so that was last spring. Fast forward to right now. What's the change? Like, what do you see is been happening over the last year in sort of the insurance and financial services industries?
0: Oh, what a loaded question. (laughs) A lot has changed. So rate increases have continued to try and combat inflation. Inflation has created sensitivity in consumers' wallets. The inflation and prices of parts to repair cars, to replace parts of homes has driven up replacement costs all of which are really impacting not only things like housing inventory in in the mortgage lending space and the prices of homes in that space, but in insurance, the amount of premium that insurers are taking in to offset the risks of paying out a claim whenever I become a new customer at a carrier, they're upside down. So for every dollar that they're taking in, they are losing money on a policy, and therefore, many carriers and distributors are sort of sitting on their hands from a new business acquisition standpoint and focusing on mining their existing customer base, elongating retention windows and increasing policy life expectancy, cross-selling into their existing customer bases more, really just trying to wait out the storm and and get rate adequate, as, as the industry would put it. And by that, I mean, get rates and premiums approved nationwide and, and across certain, you know, difficult states to get rate filings approved in, in order to resume the the engines of new business growth. But until then, it's been a, a really interesting, quiet, but a lot going on beneath the surface sort of time in insurance and frankly, in, in banking and mortgage as well. So
2: Jeff, when you think of like that quiet time and there's a lot going on, think of a marketer, what can they be doing to address these challenges? And, and actually when you think about it in the current landscape that we're sitting in, it doesn't have to be just that insurance has got some issues, you know, other marketers Mm -hmm. have issues too, but maybe talk a little bit about how marketers can address that challenge.
0: Yeah. So I've seen a few things happening so so first marketers are doubling down on areas where they are getting the most profitable new business so they're not completely turning off every you know turning off the ignition to to new business but really just focusing in on the channels that that work and by work i mean are most profitable the second thing that i see folks doing is what i'll i'll coin as capability building In fact, one of my my colleagues who works at a a carrier said, if we get through this time and emerge when budgets come back and when our ability to market at scale comes back and our capabilities and our platforms and our ability to touch, you know, any given consumer that we interact with, if we haven't gotten smarter during this time, we have failed. So a lot of carriers and their distributors are... Taking this time to really get smarter and build platforms for omni-channel interactions with customers. So by that, I mean, if I start a quote online, transferring that data to the phone, if I call in from there, the agent has everything that they need from me. Better assessing risk at point of first interaction. So we're working with a lot of folks to better understand when Jeff Petrosky comes knocking on your door as a consumer, what... Do you need to know about Jeff without even asking him or asking for very little information from him to assess whether Jeff meets your underwriting appetite? So what's going on in Jeff's household? What are Jeff's individual demographic characteristics, financial snapshot? What about his insurable assets? How many cars does he have in the driveway? What's the condition of his home? Things like that are enabling insurers to get a lot smarter about who they let in the door in the first place and i feel like that's the future that we're marching towards where gone are these broad based marketing campaigns where come one come all i'm thinking like 2020 2021 yeah. where there was so much money being poured into advertising hey we offer a better premium give back or a better rate credit since nobody's driving come into our books right that's actually burned insurers in late 2020 you know to 2023 and we're, we're reaping what we've sowed at, at this point. So I think the future state looks a lot more like, help me understand with very little information from the consumer still optimizing and, and presenting a great consumer experience. Do I actually want this consumer in my business? And if not, maybe I point them in other directions, still be a good gateway of advice and still offer them a great customer experience. But, but I'm gonna offload you know that shop or, or that traffic to another party that can help them better and by the way i'm going to offset my acquisition costs of bringing that consumer to my website or into my call center by monetizing that consumer to another party so those types of things are where i'm seeing the most momentum during you know what we'll call this this quiet period where new business growth is slowing
2: great point jeff and i and i hear about it on the other side or, or the non insurance side too is that Marketers are just—they keep on talking about we need to get smarter on how we market, right? And and it's—and I've heard you talk about it because you're up on stage a lot at conferences—is that right person, right message, right place—the the the holy grail of marketing. And it's even—it's a better proposition when you when you Mm -hmm. are marketing to the the person that you have a good idea that's going to use you, buy you, you know, keep on going with you, and then you can be smarter about what's the next best product or what's the next best X
0: or service. So I totally get that with it. And when do I approach the person, right? Mm -hmm. You can have the best messaging in the world. You can know that it's going to resonate with me, but if you hit me at the wrong time of day or the wrong day of week or the wrong period in my life, it's going to fall on deaf ears. So It's the same promises we're seeing with things like embedded insurance offerings, right? Everybody wants to attach to a need at point of sale for another product. Hey, would you like fries with that? So travel insurance is a great example of that, right? I'm buying a flight at that point when I'm thinking about purchasing the flight. They're also thinking about, hey, do you want to insure this large purchase? Same goes for for other partnerships and other insurance offerings that we're seeing like embedded. It's all about time. It's all about timing. So utilizing data and technology to figure out not only who to target and what to say to them, but when to say it to them is absolutely critical. So
2: on that point, Jeff, you were at a conference, which I pretty much helped with the presentation. Jeff, you know, honestly is the looks behind him, the brains behind this operation. Just could you tell this like give the audience your message when you were up on stage, it was at Vic about sort of how you related your personal story, your situation and and how insurers should really look at you as a person
0: yeah so so I appreciate you stealing all the thunder for the conference, <laughs> conference presentation that I did but but yes, yeah, so again my my theory that is bearing out in the market is that we should not be turning things off broadly in terms of like new business growth. Like again, you'll see there are carriers that are in the news right now that are shutting down new business operations in California, right? I, I submit that we don't need to necessarily do that. I submit that we just need to focus on the most profitable individuals and households in the markets that we serve. So as you enumerated at the Barris Insurance Conference, um, I presented and unveiled some findings that our team did to better demonstrate how this theory works in action. So, if you think about it, there are 266 million adult US consumers in our country, 161 million or so are homeowners. Now, all of those, that's inclusive of Single-family homes, condos, townhouses—anywhere where you're sharing walls with one another, insurers look at as as a higher risk, right? Because you you cannot control the risk that your neighbor brings to your shared wall. So, from an insurance standpoint, for the purposes of that, this exercise, let's focus in on single-family homeowners. And there's 147 and a half million of those. For the purposes of thinking through what other products I could sell them as well as rating factors for like driving behaviors, as an example, and the risks associated with that. Let's hone in on any single family homeowners who are aged 30 to 50 because they'll be good. They're they're homeowners. They're probably less risky drivers. They're probably better fits for things like life insurance. So let's focus in on on those that brings us into and zoomed into a 41 and a million person population. Now, married individuals tend to be less risky, tend to have more insurable assets. So if we zoom in on those, that's 19.6 million married individuals who are single family homeowners aged 30 to 50. Now, of that cohort, how many have a house that was built after 1980? Because that seems to be a line of demarcation where we've seen in our research with carriers, a lot of problems emerge and a lot more claims happen when houses are built before 1980 and even improved upon, right? So let's look at houses that are built after 1980. That's nine and a half million single family homeowners, age 30 to 50, that are married and have a house that's built after 1980. 5.7 million of them have multiple cars in the driveway. And 4.1 million have a household income above 75k a year. Again, making them better fits for things like life insurance. Now, 17,000 of that 4.1 million were in market for auto insurance the week prior to that conference. 54,000 were in market for home insurance the prior year five and a half percent of them had been shopping for life insurance and they weren't just shopping for insurance products. You and I and others are in market for major life purchases all the time. So two and a half percent were considering a new purchase loan. Three and a half percent were considering moving. Nine percent were considering a new job. Five percent were considering going back to school. Having this data at your fingertips and being able to apply this can help insurers and just major life purchase marketers everywhere better identify your ideal customer out there in the wild whenever you're interacting with them and across any channel that you may come in contact with them. So this type of data enables your ability to hone in on and and expand and collapse your, your appetite for new business without completely shutting everything down. I kid will not ever get tired of hearing you tell that story.
2: It's perfect. And what I want people to understand too is that we had talked about right person, right message, right time. And you said, well, make sure it's the right time. And you displayed that beautifully. But what I want to sort of hone in on is you talked about, they were in market or they were shopping Mm -hmm. for something. Can you just briefly explain how you understood that or how you knew that?
0: Yeah. So we've got, I like to think of our business in two pillars. We have, we have two pillars of assets, right? The first is this patented eyewitness view of consumers comparison shopping online that we've been building in partnership with, you know, over 2000 different owners of websites and comparison shopping and lead generation websites for 13 plus years. Right. So as a result of, of, our technology being on 55,000 different websites where you and I go to research prices and request quotes, we see about a half a billion online shopping events every single month in every industry that we serve, right? So how that translates to insurance is millions and millions of insurance shopping events every single day. And our clients, eight out of the top 10 P&C carriers, life insurance distributors, health insurance carriers, leverage that data to monitor their own customers to monitor prospects and better understand when somebody is returning to market if i've already quoted them or if somebody's a former customer that i want to win back or if they're a current customer that now is shopping for something i already sold them Mm -hmm. and they're a retention risk that's how we're helping and putting that data to action but more broadly into your question our eyewitness view and this privilege that we have that we that we don't take lightly of better understanding when people are shopping for the goods and services that our clients can can provide them. That's how we get to the insights that we have around when that consumer is most likely to to be receptive to your messaging, how we do the what and the who is more alongside the other pillar and the other asset that we have that you're very familiar with, Tim. Mm-hmm. So um. 30 years of identity assets that have historically fueled all of the large data brokers and name brands that we that we know well in the data ecosystem, we are now bringing those identity assets directly to marketers in this purest form, dare I say at the lowest cost, as a result of, of this new Barris Marketing Solutions mission that we're on. So...
2: And and thank you for teeing that up with this Varus Marketing Solutions. So for those of you who don't know, Varus Marketing Solutions came out of Infutor, which I came from, and Jornaya, which Jeff came from. And when last year, at this time, Vaya, I, I that seemed like a common theme. We were on stage together. First time that Jornaya and Futor were coming together and our theme was better together. And I think you said to me in front of, I think there's three 400 people there, although Dornay and I and Fudor are better together, Tim and Jeff are not better together. Is that mm.
0: correct? Did you say that? Because I think I, was when, I think you said it, and then I, I stood there I, awkwardly and tried to <laughs> tried to glaze over it. But yeah. I,
2: most of the things that
0: I say you glaze over. I, I think well, that's another I, common theme. As as usual, it was a long and sweaty walk to get to that punchline. But I appreciate the the <laughs> at bat <laughs> and the swim. So
2: Jeff, 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 as we prepare to let you go, and and in case anybody's coming through the middle, we're talking to Jeff Petrowski, who is our vice president, market leader for the insurance industry. And I'm going to brag about you a little here. Talks at many conferences. There's many articles. You just did a great, was it Beat Report, Beat TV? You did a great interview there. AMS TV. yes. Yes. Yeah, that's it. So great job. So my last question to you is, so you, you know, all the, you saw all the things we've talked about, Mm. what's the silver lining or what, maybe talk about some trends that you see, not have what happened in the past, but maybe what we'll see in the future. I think you've touched a little bit about that, but sort of just to, to get your thoughts as, you know, you've been talking to numerous customers, numerous insurance carriers conferences that you only, you not only hear what's going on stage, but what's happening in you know the audience. What are, what are some things that you're looking forward to over the next quarters?
0: Yeah, sure. So, so first and foremost, the consumer demand is there. It's, it's higher than it's ever been for pr- particularly property and casualty. So auto and homeowners products, and I'd probably throw light health insurance into that category as well. So consumers are out there shopping, and and ironically, supply supply is just not there to meet the demand right now. So we've seen a 63% increase in auto insurance shopping since 2019 in a market where historically you're looking at 5% year-over-year growth, right? And I'm also hearing from carriers that they've got more inbound volume coming into their call centers and online than they know what to do with. So the demand is there and it is there to seize for the the marketers who are leveraging data and technology to better better assess what business is going to be most profitable for them so that that would be one the second and forgive me i'm a little bit old school on this is i'd say ironically despite us being in this new frontier unprecedented times all this technology being thrown about right the the promise of value that insurance brings and the peace of mind that it brings and the guidance and an advice of a trusted agent for that insurance is still a strong, a value proposition as it's mm-hmm. ever been. So, and, and again, my, my personal experience on this is, so my wife is pregnant with our third baby. And as a result, I've been reviewing my life insurance options. And despite being in this industry, despite liking to think that I know a a little bit about insurance here and there, I I still want a a trusted expert in life insurance to be walking me through that process. So I I think that despite the the industry's intention to make these quote forms as short as possible or get you a simplified issue product within 15 minutes, like I hesitate. Those are great things and great advancements, but I feel like it's taking the problem and addressing the symptoms of it rather than addressing the root cause, which is let's use data and technology to improve engagement, improve meaningful engagement with our customers, both current and future. That is where I believe the future is going to be in insurance and and more broadly, in a lot of these major life purchase categories, we just need to empower the channels that our consumers are coming to us with and interacting with us in, within with a uniform set of metrics that is the same and can be carried across whatever channel a consumer wants to interact with us in throughout their their purchase sales journey. So that's my view of the future. And, and I think there's a lot to look forward to. Thanks, Jeff. And I feel like we could talk for another
2: 7 hours just on this you've got so much knowledge to share but where can people find you more about you linkedin i'm assuming i mean i track you there like i can't help but look at your your profile
0: yeah so the fact that you want to spend seven more hours with me and that you're you're stalking me on LinkedIn is is news to me. It but is, um,
2: you know what? As I'm saying it, like it came out super creepy. But I will yeah. tell you, in this twenty minutes, twenty five minutes that we've talked, I feel like we've gotten a master class on the insurance industry. So thank you for sharing your information. And can I contact you on any insurance questions I have? Like because I think we've got open enrollment coming up. Is that can I? Yeah. Get yes,
0: questions you, your way. You can contact me and I'll answer whatever I can. And yeah, I, as far as I post a lot of, of the thought leadership that I do on LinkedIn, and I'm, I'm always posting about where I'll be from a conference standpoint. So absolutely reach out to me there, except if your name is Tim Finnegan. <laughs> thanks, Jeff. Thanks again.
2: And I think we should make this weekly. So we'll just leave it there. You don't even have to answer sure. me now. All, All right. right. Thank, thanks Thank again, you. Jeff. Bye.
1: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Marketing Report. This show is brought to you by Verisk Marketing Solutions, an organization created to help CMOs and their partners improve the reach, timing, relevance, and compliance of every consumer engagement. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe to the Marketing Report wherever you get your podcasts, and check out the show notes for more information.